Welcome to Mundane Magic. I'm Nicole Heady, your host and no-nonsense lover of all things true. Welcome to episode 34. Feelings are where the magic lies. Feelings and emotions even more so than thoughts. Let's explore deeper what it could look like to feel the fullness of a feeling and emotion without attaching labels to it and therefore potentially limiting the power that that feeling has to offer us. I want you to explore with me today as we go along within your mind, within your heart, within your feelings of what it could look like to feel an emotion or feel a feeling without attaching a label to it. Because if you think about it, when we feel a feeling and an emotion, we usually have a story that we tell ourselves about that feeling or about that emotion be it a label such as this is good or bad to feel or this feeling is going to make us do this or do that or what have you or this is what this feeling means. You know, we taught what love should feel like or looks like or this is what anger feels like. This is what gratitude feels like. This is what content and joy. This is what excitement feels like. And then subconsciously, before we know it, we've attached so many labels and expectations to a feeling that when we feel it, it has become my wonder and exploration how much of that feeling we actually fully experience before we start limiting it with what we think it is supposed to look like or feel like. Now, feelings are where the power lies. There has been a lot of attention in this mindfulness movement on our thoughts, because thoughts are extremely powerful, of course, but even more so than thoughts is our feeling, our emotions and our feelings. When we actually feel something is when we set the vibrational frequency into motion and into action. It's when we start tapping into our energetic field and moving forward from that space. When we feel something, thoughts are the starting point, sure, because when we think something, the thought turns into emotion, of course. We think, we think something, we think something, but the power doesn't lie in the thoughts. The power lies in the feelings that those thoughts provoke. If we start thinking about a certain thing or a person or experience or memory from our past, we feel a certain feeling that thought triggers and sets into motion the feeling. The feeling is where the magic happens. The feeling is the place we manifest from. The feeling is the place that we don't manifest from and take away. The feeling is what sets our next mood into motion, our demeanor, our words that come out of our mouths. It starts with a thought and then a feeling and then these words come out. Of our mouth. So the feelings become absolutely important. And when it comes to the law of attraction or creating and manifesting within your life, the feelings are where it's at. That's why you might have heard when you think about something, feel it, 
absolutely feel it. So close your eyes and don't just think, but start feeling the emotion. Start smelling the cells, smells, sensing the sensations, feeling the phys- what the physical sensation may be, and actually starting to embody the feelings and emotions. And from that place, we start vibrating and our energy field starts shifting. Our vibrational frequency is either lifted higher or dropped lower. And we move forward in our lives from that place through every single thing that we do, what we manifest, what we're capable of, what we do with our lives, our careers, relationships, every single thing comes from what we attract through what we feel. So feelings are incredible. And now tapping a little bit deeper into feelings, I want to explore what it could look like or what it means to feel, what it feels like to feel a feeling without judging or labeling that feeling. Because I've been noticing lately within myself how I feel my feelings, essentially. So I'll notice, example, when this uh, started or was triggered for me was I was busy loving my cat and I was just, you know, laying with her, squeezing her, holding her. I love her so much. She's my soul girl. And I feel such incredible affection toward her. And my heart just melts and I feel so good. And everything is just beautiful. I mean, life can't really get any better than when I'm snuggling my cat. And then I watched my thoughts and I saw the thoughts that came up. And it, was, it, it kind of went like this oh, I love her so much. Oh, I love her so much I would hate for her to get hurt one day. How much do I really love her though? What if she got hurt? And it's amazing to watch our thoughts at any given point in time, which is why I say it's so important to watch our thoughts. So I went, you know, what if she got hurt one day and had to go to the vet, which she has, but what if she got hurt one day? Oh gosh, what if she got really hurt and the bill was about like $10,000? Would I really pay that? Would I pay $10,000? And then my fear was coming up because I love her so much. So I watched fear come up because usually when we love something so much, we can fear it, you know? So back to my thought pattern. I went, oh, I would hate for her to get her. What if, would I pay $10,000 for her? I mean, that's a lot of money. Well, of course I would. I love her, but would I really, would it just be better to put her down? Oh no, I can't imagine doing that. That's awful. How much do I really love her if I wouldn't pay $10,000 for her Red Bull? And on it went. And it was just very interesting for me to watch this thought pattern. Because like I mentioned, we have so many subtle thoughts like this on a daily momentary basis that we don't notice. We're just so used to, and it becomes a part of who we are, that to really step back and rewind and to watch our thoughts is not as easy as you may think. And I've been working on my thoughts and becoming conscious of my thought patterns for many, many, many years now. And this is always coming up. It's part of being being a human being and having a brain and a frontal lobe that just loves to constantly assess and assess and assess, right? Is there ever any relaxing? Anyway, so as I'm holding her, I just stop in that moment and go, wait, why am I thinking about that? Why am I jumping out of the present moment of this beautiful feeling of just holding her and loving her right here, right now in her beautiful perfection, in her 
ultimate health. My heart is so full. I want to explode with joy and gratitude. I'm so blissed out. I just love her. Why can't I just be there and feel that and experience that instead of going down this pathway of how much do I really love her? Do I really love her? If I wouldn't pay $10,000, would I pay $10,000? Why am I fearing for her to get hurt someday? And I just stopped and said, okay, Nicole, what's your thought? Uh, what's your thoughts? Stop them. Silence your mind. Just feel right now with a quiet mind as possible what it feels like to be with Mochi and to hold her and love her. And I just held her and I just shut my mind up and I just felt this beautiful and it was richer and more vibrant and vivid than it ever has been. Just holding her without thinking just feeling without trying to label and my mind still tried I still went mm, this feels like mm, this stop Nicole stop just feel just feel actually physically in my body what this feels like and I just scanned my body without judgment and felt along my chest and my mind my head my heart down to my tummy my hands my feet just what it felt like to be with her it felt so beautiful and I must have laid there for 10 minutes with her in absolute bliss without trying to explain away within my mind what I was feeling or why I was feeling it or how valid the feeling was or how the feeling may change or how authentic or any of that nonsense right and it got me onto thinking well how many of us, well, we all do, how many of our emotions that we experience do we explain away or do we let the chitter chatter subconsciously come on in and take away from the fullness of the actual feeling experience that we are having? How often do we attach these labels to certain feelings or question certain feelings when we are feeling them with our heads? Can't our heads just stay out of it? This time, you know, to just be there. And so I've been doing this more and more over the last few weeks, just feeling something when my husband walks in the door after work, if he had to go work away from home, because usually he works from home. When I get onto a video call with my therapist, you know, all of the feelings that come up, not to label them or judge them, just to feel them, just to feel in my body what is going on? And when I'm holding my child in my arms, not to think and let my mind go crazy, even though I think I'm being silent and being there, being silent and being there, if I listen to my head, it's going absolutely bonkers. Just to be there and feel what it feels like to be with her. Just to have my friend come over and pour a cup of tea and chat and just breathe for a moment and feel what it feels like and this is so important because as I mentioned in the beginning our feelings hold so much potential and when we feel out of a, an experience of fullness without judgment it is such a beautiful whole body encapsulating enveloping experience that I believe so much magic can come from and so much awareness because in and of itself Feeling something with such fullness and without judgment, with a quiet mind, brings in so much magic and it's almost like meditation. It slows us down, it brings us, which is what we all need, right into the present moment. It quiets the mind. It's just a beautiful experience. So why do we take away 
from the experience by telling ourselves a story about what we're feeling or why we're feeling it. Think about it. You do it in your marriage. We do it with on a, on a new date especially. Or when you're getting to know somebody, we do it about what we think about a friendship. We probably create a whole entire story that is so different from the one that it actually is. And we do this so unintentionally that I really am sincerely wondering how many situations we don't get to experience in their fullness. Because as we feel something, we shift and we create. By feeling, we attract. By feeling, which is the whole connection here, the dots are coming together. By feeling, we attract. By feeling, we set our vibrational frequency. And so our our life moves forward from that place of feeling. So life would certainly look a little different if we just felt our feelings and the fullness for what they are without labeling them and then vibrating from that pure frequency without shifting it or telling ourselves what it should or shouldn't be. I can see us moving out of old patterns. I can see old behaviors falling away that aren't beneficial. I can see a whole newness coming to the human mind if we would experience feelings and experience as much of life as we could without labeling or shifting or changing the experience into something it isn't we would vibrate differently attract differently and just have somewhat of a an entire different experience and I think this links up completely with what you know Eckhart Tolle teaches and many of the mindfulness teachers do teach which is just about being present this links up with presence essentially being present in our thoughts and therefore being present in our feelings because thoughts are feelings so when we're having a feeling and then having a thought about that feeling it's not being present because being present like Eckhart Tolle teaches is quieting the mind quieting the thoughts and therefore naturally coming into a fullness of the experience of what it feels like to be completely present and this is all magic it's wonderful to hear but the real magic happens when we experience it for ourselves. And that's how it happened for me. When I just had that moment myself and experienced the chatter of my mind amidst such a beautiful experience and the stories I was telling myself and where my mind was going about it and what it took away from, you know, then it was going from this beautiful feeling of gratitude and love toward my kitty to sudden feelings of fear, what if she got hurt, what if this, how much do I really love her, what if that, what if that, what if this $10,000 vet bull, I mean, what on earth, and then that shifted my frequency, essentially, and that shifted my my feelings, and that shifted what I, how I'm moving forward in my life, and what I potentially, you know, am to manifest or attract, and if I if I examine that experience, why? I I don't want to attract anything happening to my cat, so why am I feeling fear about something completely, at that point, illusory? It's an illusion. Why would I think about her getting hurt? Why am I thinking about a $10,000 vet bull? I don't want that in my life. Why Why am I giving my attention to that? You know? And so I've shifted it now. I'll go and love her and just feel what it feels like and then just utter feelings and words and thoughts of extreme gratitude for her and her health and our relationship exactly where we are right now not how my heart's going to break when she dies one day because I think about that often too I 
think about my kids. Oh, what about when they die? Stop, stop. Why do we do that? Just to be in the fullness of the experience. Leave the other energy, not to give our thought energy that we have for that day and that moment onto things that aren't even anywhere near happening right now in our lives and may never happen, you know, well, death will always happen, but meaning her injury or a $10,000 vet bill and all that nonsense, you know, it's probably never going to happen. So just drop it and be grateful and watch how everything will shift by being conscious of the way we feel and the way that we judge or the story we tell ourselves about something we feel. This is pure magic and it's so powerful yet so simple, just like I always say, like everything in life is. It's in the small mundane things, the little moments, the tiny, tiny shifts that become the huge magic. Just think in your life. How many things do you do this about? Your child, your spouse, your friendships, your career, your upcoming vacation, anything when you drive in the car about going to the anything possible. Just to watch the thought pattern and to watch the feeling and then watch what comes up about that feeling that we're feeling. Even if it wasn't a positive feeling, Say we were feeling fear, you know, which is also, I believe, how a lot of emotional blockage happens is because we're taught not to feel negative feelings or to block them out or, you know, but these things, all feelings need to be processed and they can only ever be processed by being present with them and feeling them for what they are and then moving and shifting forward from that point if the feeling does or doesn't serve you. So if you find yourself feeling really nervous about your child's safety or whatever it may be. You feel really nervous about driving in a car or something like that. You can just not tell yourself, no, don't feel that. That's ridiculous. Or you find yourself judging somebody. You see, you know, somebody dressed in something or looking a certain way and you find yourself telling a story about them or feeling a certain way about them. But then you tell yourself a story on top of that story. Why am I feeling that way? What does this mean? And we start dissecting and going down all of these nonsensical pathways, judging the way we feel, telling ourselves a story that is just a little too far removed from the actual emotional experience that's going on within us. And this keeps us somewhat detached from the things that we perhaps need to process and need to come to know about ourselves, which is why whatever the feeling is, to be present with it is where the magic happens. And if it's something that makes you feel uneasy or scared or fearful or full of dread and anxiety, to sit with that feeling instead of what we usually tend to do, which is feel it and you know have the scary thoughts come and then either focus on them and feed them or tell ourselves more stories about them and so lose touch and become so far removed from what we could be learning about ourselves from the feelings that we have. So the emotions that aren't so fun to feel usually come with a beautiful message and usually come to teach us something that we may shift direction in our lives if we did choose to be conscious and present with that feeling. So if dread came up, to just feel it in its fullness and breathe into it because feeling an emotion is powerful. And just by feeling something, just by feeling it, takes its how can I say, 
lets it be just what it is without being consumed by it and without it becoming who we are. So to feel dread or fear is okay by breathing into it, accepting it, and letting it teach us and tell us what it needs to, instead of becoming one with that and feeling like fear and dread ourselves and always attaching that person or situation with this feeling of dread and and fear by not ever processing it. So to feel it, breathe into it, see what's coming up in the body, and then to move forward after you've felt it in its fullness, forward from that. What came up there? Why did I feel that after feeling it? Is this beneficial for me? Yes or no? If no, how can I rewrite the story? How can I become more conscious with my minds and thoughts that I can rewrite this story that I'm telling myself about why this feeling is coming up or learn more or process the feeling that initially started or triggered or rooted this constant repetitive emotion and deal with it from that point on and rewrite it and then move forward by seeing how those feelings change. Because as we rewrite, we'll feel it again perhaps another time. It doesn't just go away after one attempt, but we might feel it differently. And then to feel what comes up in that situation, that same situation that brought dread and fear last time, maybe it's bringing just a little bit of uncomfort this time. To sit with the uncomfort, breathe again, question, see what's coming up and why, rewrite the thought pattern and the story. And then from there, things will change to be more of what we want to feel in our lives by just being able to be fully present and sit with and really notice the fullness of our feelings and emotions without rewriting, not rewriting, without telling ourselves a story about what we're feeling. It's so good just to be there with our emotions. And it's coming up by me now with my wonderful therapist who I work with and see weekly. He, the first time I actually sat with my feelings a couple years ago when I was, when I started with him was when he would say to me, okay, I see a feeling coming up for you right now. Stop right there. Stop talking and breathe. Deep breaths. Breathe into your feeling. Breathe. Don't think anything about it. Just breathe. Then you would ask me after a few breaths, okay, without thought, where do you feel this in your body? You know, and I'd, I'd say something, then you would say, what does it feel like? What's coming up for you? So essentially, it's exactly that. There is so much power to heal and to recreate and to rewrite and to change anything that we don't like or to fully experience and bring in more of what we do like by fully being present with our emotions and feelings without labeling them. All right. I hope you love that quick one. Once again, it's it, it might seem simple, but these are the big, big magics in our life. And these are where the amazing transformations happen in the small noticings of daily mundane life. So I thank you so much for being here as a part of my virtual tribe and around my virtual campfire. I appreciate you all. If you love this and it shifted you in any way, please write a wonderful review and let me know what you loved about it and how it shifted things for you. And please also share this with anybody you know who may benefit and transcend and transform from a beautifully simple yet magic message like this. I'll see you next time. Have a gorgeous day or night wherever you are. Bye-bye. Thank you.